This is the, the Youth, the down, youth, south youth podcast. down South Podcast. The Youth Down South Podcast, a show for youth leaders and young adults. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to the Youth Down South Podcast. I am Jesse Fagerstrom. And I'm Caleb Loudon. Hey, and you know, today we have so much cool stuff to share with you. But first, how you doing, Caleb? I'm doing great, Jesse. Yeah. It's been great. Cool. You How know, was your February? It's come, coming to an end here. So February's been wonderful. I okay. mean, I was at the American Camp Association's National Conference. Sweet. Learning about camp things, getting ready for camp. We got camp on its way. It'll be here before we know it. Nice. Camping so out exciting. under the stars again, back back in those cabins, back... Uh... Jesse, have you ever been to Southwest Army Camp? I, you know, a, a long time ago, but that's, <laughs> those are basically the two things I remember from it. Yeah, so... you, know, you got it. That's it. So, yeah, all those fun camp things are, are going to be here before you know it. Nice. And, you know, just so much just going on. We're getting ready for a quip coming up. I know. Equip is exciting, yeah. and we've got so much that we're packing into this three-day event. Yeah. And Speaking uh, of packing stuff into this three-day event, yeah. okay, today's interview oh, with, this is a good one. <laughs> with uh, Major Al Newsom, who yes. is actually our evangelism speaker for Equip. He's going to be our speaker the first night. And guys, okay, listeners, you cannot miss this. He is inspirational. Caleb, can you tell us about this interview? Yeah. This was a wonderful interview with Major Newsom, um, who is my divisional commander, I'll just say. Oh. Proud to have him at the helm of the great Georgia division. And Major Newsom has such a wonderful story, a unique story, a story that uh, really, I think, in, in many ways illustrates what we're trying to really say about evangelism. Mm. And that is how in each moment uh, that we have uh, available to us to do ministry, there's this moment to share the gospel and mm. to see lives changed. And, you know, with Major Newsom's um, story, uh, I also saw a number of um, connections between his story and actually some of the story of my family, which was really cool. And and so we, we talked about him. We talked about uh, his um, just some of his thoughts on evangelism and evangelism within the Salvation Army. And he has this passion for evangel evangelism, and he really has this passion for evangelism as an um, outcome of your uh, own relationship to God. He sees it not just as like some kind of activity that we do occasionally or uh, when we feel like it, but really as a step of obedience in our continuing relationship with the Lord. And uh, so... It, it was just it was a very insightful conversation. I was um, just so happy to be able to have him on and uh, I'm just really eager to share this with our listeners. Well, this sounds like an episode. I gotta go get myself a cup of tea. I gotta get by you know, onto my couch, you know, I gotta get cozy for this one because I think I'm gonna really have a lot to take away. Yes. So uh, cool. Well, let's do it, shall we? There we go. So now it's recording. Let's go. Well, today we have a very special guest with us for the Youth Down South podcast, someone who will be familiar to many of our listeners uh, and someone who has an important role in my life because he's my divisional commander, one of my divisional leaders, Major Al Newsom. Major, it's great to have you on the Youth Down South podcast. Well, it's a privilege to be able to join with you today. 
Yes, thank you so much for being able to make the time. And uh, we are so appreciative of what uh, you are doing each day to uh, move the mission forward. Major Newsom is going to be doing something very special for the youth department in April, as he will be one of our keynote speakers for the EQUIP conference. And we're really excited for that opportunity. You'll be speaking in our evangelism meeting, where we're going to be focusing on what evangelism is and what makes for good evangelism. And so today we're just going to have a brief conversation about Major Newsom and his journey with the Salvation Army, but then also evangelism in the Salvation Army and uh, what um, Major might say to those folks who really just don't know where to get started when doing evangelism. But first, Major, I wonder if you would tell me about your journey with the Salvation Army. Uh, you know, where are you from? Uh, when did God call you to be an officer? What roles have you had within the Salvation Army prior to your current appointment? And then also maybe share with us a little bit about your family and what your family's like. Yeah, well, that's um, easy to answer. I can do that. Uh, I was born and raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, we were a very poor family living in New Orleans. And uh, I, I had two grandfathers who were Baptist ministers. And uh, from an early age of six years old, I was kind of being groomed, if you will, to be a pastor who would take over one of their churches one day. And so uh, with that, uh, I knew about Jesus Christ and knew about the Lord. Uh, I was in church almost from the day I was born, if you will. Uh, and so it, it's just been a part of my life, all my life. And so coming to the Salvation Army it was unique in that uh, in my neighborhood, we had uh, sort of a neighborhood gang, uh, younger and older gang. And uh, as, as you will transfer from the younger gang to the older gang, uh, they will put you through this sort of ritual test. And so on my 13th birthday, uh, they came to my door and said, hey, it's time. And so they took me out and I remember going to a, a local drugstore and they gave me items to steal out of there and other things around the neighborhood. But one of the things that they did was that they took me around the corner, literally the Salvation Army was right around the corner from my house, took me around the corner and they said, now, listen, we want to look through the windows and we're going to come back later, break in and see what we could steal. Uh, in that regard. So we were looking around through the windows. There's, there's about 12 to 13 of us there. And uh, the Salvation Army officers saw us out there. And what was happening was going was a Boy Scout meeting. So he came out and invited us into a Boy Scout meeting. We thought that was a great idea because then we could really see what was inside and what we would come back to steal. But uh, it was amazing because uh, we so enjoyed ourselves in the activity that we never came back later that night to steal anything. And we all became Boy Scouts within a couple of weeks uh, in the Salvation Army. And I always kid people and say that we were the toughest, toughest uh, Boy Scout troop in New Orleans, Louisiana during that time. One of the things that I loved about the Army, going to the Army that was different than any churches that I had been to, is the diversity that I saw in the Salvation Army. Uh, there were all types of people uh, that didn't look like me who attended the Salvation Army meetings, where when I would go to my grandfather's church, everyone looked like me or, uh, you know, and so it, it was a unique experience. And I, I was wanting to learn from that and grow in that and learn from that. Uh, so that, that was my start in the Salvation Army. And I've been a junior soldier, senior soldier, local officer in the Salvation Army. 
and now a Salvation Army officer for 36 years coming this June. So um, about 19 years on the field and about another the remainder years on divisional headquarters or territorial headquarters. And so it's been a fulfilling and enriching life for me. I have uh, three beautiful, wonderful kids who, um, you know, two of them live close to us here in Georgia. Uh, the other is in the military, and he's out at uh, San Diego, Edwards Air Force Base in San Diego. Uh, and so we, we're just excited about them. And my greatest news lately is that my daughter just had her first baby and our first grandchild. And so uh, we, we're excited. I, that's what my wife is right now as I'm talking, holding the grandbaby. So uh, that's, oh, that's an exciting man. part of our life these days. That's very exciting, and I'm sure you're just a bit envious of your wife right now that she's. I am. I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did that very well, and um, I just I, there's pieces of your story I had no clue about, uh, <laughs> and uh, what a journey from preacher's kid to gang member to senior soldier, yeah. uh, coming through the Boy Scouts. This is a really amazing story, yeah. and is a great illustration in and of itself of some of the power of Salvation Evangelism Ministries, like character building, uh, that that was kind of your connection point. And that's, uh, my wife and I enjoyed uh, 11 years as a Divisional Youth Secretary, and that was one of the uh, passions, if you will, because she came through the Sunbeam program. I came through the Boy Scouts, and so uh, the, the, those character building programs are great tools for, for us to be effective in the lives of young people. You know, for some people, it can be difficult for them to really um, get started in evangelism or to get over some of their anxiety that they might have. Evangelism can be intimidating, especially in a world that seems increasingly um, diverse in its beliefs. And, yeah. you know, you're never sure exactly um, who, you, you know, what the person you're talking to might believe. And um, so for folks who maybe struggle with anxiety around evangelism or how to get started, what to, what to do to, to get going, uh, what, what might you suggest to help them know how to start to do evangelism? Well, I think the first thing that I would say is uh, we have to change our mindset uh, about evangelism. Evangelism is not an event or a time that I go out to do evangelism uh, in that sense. Uh, it's not an event. Uh, that I can place on the calendar. Evangelism to me is a lifestyle, uh, the way I live my life daily, each day. And uh, it, it has to come down to uh, just my obedience to God. Uh, you, you will recall that in Matthew, uh, the 28th chapter, the 19th through 20th verses, Jesus says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So the obedience part uh, is not a question that God wants us to do it. It's not a question who we are to do it to. It's for the world. Uh, and it's just a matter of understanding that I need to obey God. And uh, one of the struggles that I, I hear people say, well, I don't know if I'm called to do evangelism. I'm saying, well, you're called to obey God and you mm -hmm. be obedient to God. You know, Jesus himself questions us in John the 14th chapter, the 15th verse says, listen, if you love me, keep my commandments. Here's one of those things he said to us. And so we can't dismiss it. 
It's not an optional kind of thing for us to do. It is something that we have to embrace as Christians if we're going to be disciples of Jesus Christ. So we have to just make in our mind, make up in our minds, we are going to be obedient. It's going to look different for everybody. Everyone is different. Uh, Jesus didn't make cookie-cutter Christians, if you will, in that sense. Uh, So it's going to look different for everybody, but everyone who is a disciple of Jesus Christ is commanded to go out and evangelize. The whole world is our oyster, if you will, uh, Mm -hmm. for letting people know about Jesus Christ. And I think, um, you know, we often get caught up with the thought that evangelism really is about a radical type of beings. You know, it's those Hebrews 11 type people that, that are listed there. And only the, those folks are expected to do uh, radical evangelism. And normal people like us don't get asked to do radical stuff like this. But I would say, yes, sure we do. We get asked to do some radical things. When God asks us to return, turn good for evil, when people are treating us horribly, that's a radical kind of thing. Uh, people around us think we're crazy when we do stuff like that. After all that they did to you and you turn around and you are nice to them, that's radical. When God asks us to do radical things like forgive people who are mean or downright evil to us, people around us wonder how you can even talk about forgiveness. That's a radical thing. All of us are asked to do those type of things. I was reminded recently of the young man who stood up in the Texas courtroom uh, in the uh, murder trial of his brother and the police officer that was on trial. And he asked the judge, could he give the, the person who was on trial for shooting his brother, the lady there, could he give him a hug and tell her that I forgive her? Mm-hmm. I can't believe how many Christians were upset about that. People were upset about seeing the radical love of Jesus Christ, the obedience. To me, that's it. That's a part of evangelism, to see Christ in us. If people can see us, then they can hear us or what we have to say. But oftentimes we forget the part that we have to be obedient in our daily living as a part of evangelism. For people to be able to hear you, they have to see you. You know that we, yeah. our obedience, the demonstration of our obedience should cause others to want to listen to what we have to say. Yeah. Well, Jesus said, and, and and I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men. We're mm-hmm. so much worried about going out to them. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're living right. They're going to come to our doorstep. Jesus is going to send them our way. And then we have that opportunity to share the word of God. And we make it so complicated. And when in essence, it really isn't. It's about a daily living every day. And people see the difference in us. You know, when you think about evangelism within the Salvation Army, what do you think um, evangelism at its best looks like within the Salvation Army? Do you have in your mind some examples of when you saw evangelism done uh, either by Cooper as a whole or another Salvationist and they did it, the you know, at our best? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, for me and, and one of the reasons that, that when I talk about uh, coming to the Salvation Army, what was different about the Salvation Army than uh, the other churches that I had been to. One of the things that the Salvation Army did through a uniform army as a junior soldier and said, listen, we're taking you into the nursing homes. We're taking you into the prison. And, and I, for the first time in my life, went into prisons to talk to people about Jesus, went into nursing homes to talk to people about Jesus. Uh, it, it was a part of our daily routine 
that somehow we, we've somewhat lost uh, over time. Uh, but it was a, it was somewhat expected, yes, but it just became natural as you begin to do it and realize this, this is who we are. Uh, the people in prison need to know about Jesus Christ. The people in the nursing homes needs to know that Jesus still cares for them. So why can't we do those? And we always seem to wait for the institution, uh, wait for the Salvation Army, uh, the core people to get together to do it. But, you know, God isn't going to, when we stand before him on Judgment Day, he's not going to ask you if the Salvation Army did it and you went along with them. He's going to ask you, when I was hungry, did you feed me? Uh, when I was thirsty, did you give me something to drink? And so we, we have to remember that it's a personal thing. When Jesus was talking to, to them about evangelism, it wasn't about the corporate uh, side of evangelism. It was about a personal uh, uh, side of evangelism, which stems from their, their relationship with God. And so we have to kind of re remember that. But there is the inst institutional side of evangelism as well. Uh, and I can say that the Salvation Army over the years has probably done better than most groups. Uh, but I think uh, as we look around today, that's been kind of fading away and mm -hmm. kind of going away. I would say one of the, the best things that we have going for us is the national push that uh, the Salvation Army has. And I don't know if you're familiar with the curriculum of uh, Just Walk Across the Room, the Bill Hybels uh, information. And uh, it's actually great, great information, a great tool that we have. The problem is uh, we don't seem to embrace it all. And I don't understand why uh, CORE doesn't literally run to it. It's a wonderful tool, a great opportunity to, to teach people how to evangelize with their lifestyle and their abilities. And uh, if you go to uh, Glen Area, the National Soldiers Evangelism on Seminar, something like that. If you go to that, <laughs> uh, you actually go through the curriculum and then have the opportunity at the end of the week. They will just drop you off in places and say, talk to people. Just mm -hmm. talk. Don't try to win them right away to Jesus Christ. Just talk to them to let them know that you care about them first and then introduce them to Jesus Christ. And I can recall on one of those trips, I remember uh, talking with a gentleman who had just come out of uh, a shop where he was buying um, drug paraphernalia. And uh, we started talking and, oh man, he, he was going through some things in life. And I can remember him saying, now if you're gonna tell me that Jesus Christ is going to make my life better. I'm just going to punch you in the face right here and right now. And I couldn't help but laugh. And I said, but you already know that, don't you? He said, I know people have told me that. I just struggle with doing it. And mm -hmm. so we got to talk about what that looks like and what that might look like. And I said a prayer for him. He didn't accept Jesus Christ right there and then. But what a wonderful opportunity to once again reiterate in his life what he already knew, that Jesus Christ would make his life better if he would just simply accept. But the, the opportunity and the ability to do that is, is as simple as talking to the next person on the street. Major, this has been a wonderful conversation. Uh, there's so much in what you've said that I have to chew on now and to think through and uh, just really appreciate your heart and a very evident passion for evangelism and as you said a passion for evangelism that springs from your desire to be obedient to god and to yes. uh, be in intimate relationship with him 
And uh, so we're very grateful for you making the time to share with us a little bit about evangelism and about your story. And, uh, you know, I, I just thank God that um, that officer came out that day and invited you into the Corps. And uh, the rest is, is history, as they say. So it's been great to hear about your story and to listen to you as you broke open the word for us. So thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to share and looking forward to sharing with everyone during Equip. Yes, we cannot wait. And everyone who's listening to this, if you are a youth leader, please make your way to Equip. We definitely would love to have you. Thanks, Major. Thank you. Listeners, I am excited to talk to you about Equip Conference 2022. Our conference is happening April 25th through the 27th this year and will be focused on our raised strategic plan. We'll also be looking at the Orange Conference, which is occurring at the end of that same week. So come for both conferences here in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information and to register, please go to our website, youthdownsouth.org. We hope to see you at Equip this year. That's it for this episode of the Youth Down South podcast. For more info about the show, check out youthdownsouth.org.